0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben, and today we're going to be talking about something that everyone is a little uncomfortable talking about, but not me, because I'm willing to talk about anything and it's my podcast and like I've said previously, I will do what I want. We're going to talk about fasting, dun dun dun, what is it, what does it do, should Christians do it? Obviously, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, you will know that it is in fact something that I participate in and that I believe is healthy and probably all believers should do it, unless you die if you don't eat, like insulin-dependent people. But even then, I mean, there's value in, you could just eat, I think insulin, you know what, I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor, but I think insulin-dependent people can actually just keep their blood sugar up with like hard candies or something. I don't know, they do a fast unto the Lord in whatever way they're shown. But, that's not what I'm talking about. That that's That's not what we're here for. Not here to talk about medical issues that can be worked around. I'm here to talk about fasting. So, without further ado, let's get into the controversial scripture that everyone uses as a reason to or not to fast. It is Isaiah 58, and the header is, get this, true fasting. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to read it, and then we're going to discuss it and go at length about this lovely topic. Okay, here we go. Isaiah 58, shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their rebellion and the house of Jacob, their sins for day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right. And has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. We have fasted, they say, and you have not seen it. Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarrelling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today, and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it for only for bowing one's head like a reed, and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is this what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice, and to Untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer." You will cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, and the pointing finger, and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noon day. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations you will be called repairer of broken walls restorer of streets with dwellings if you keep your feet from breaking the sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day if you call the sabbath a delight and the lord's day or sorry and the lord's holy day honorable and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find joy, sorry, you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Who, baby, that's a heavy, lengthy mouthful right there of scripture. So, let's chew the fat, as it were, as the people say. For a moment about this thing, let's talk about it. So a lot of people say, See, God doesn't want them to not eat. He wants them to take care of the poor and hungry. And and actually, you know, which taking care of the poor and hungry is like, That's really good. You know, Paul says that Peter was like, he only asked that we look after the poor, which was the very thing that I was eager to do. So we're big on taking care of poor people and clothing naked people. I honestly don't see that many naked people around these days. I've always kind of wondered about that. I'm like, what does that mean? Like if they're stuck in the rain, give them a tent. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's just a side note. That has nothing to do with fasting. So the verses I want to focus on here uh, it's it starts in verse six, actually. so Isaiah fifty eight is this is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loosen the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Okay, we're gonna stop there. So the one of the main reasons that I think fasting is still important in believers' lives today, is that it breaks off yokes of sin or bondage in our lives. I know this to be true personally. For me, I've had God call me, Holy Spirit asked me to do several fasts. And uh, and the, the thing I notice is every time I fast and the Holy Spirit is the one that asked me to do it, something comes off. You know, you might not notice what it is that comes off, but something always comes off. Some sort of, I don't know, bondage isn't the right word but like bondage yes though like like it's it's a it's a way that you kind of strike a blow to your flesh but in a healthy way and it's a tool that god's given us to free us from sin um, I think that's what he means when he's saying to loosen the bonds of the yoke. Like when he's ticked off about them not eating, he's ticked off because it sounds like they're not eating and then they're getting hangry and then they're getting into fist fights. Because it says here in verse uh, 4, your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. Ooh, tough. So it's, it's actually hilarious that we have a word for being uh, angry because we're hungry. You know, we call it hangry. And we're like, oh yeah, that's just a normal part of being a person. Well, no, apparently it's not. Because when you don't eat, you're not supposed to have that attitude. It's not a pure fast to the Lord otherwise. So as Jesus was, you know, talking about fasting in the new way and new wineskins, so you can look that up. I'm, I'm, I am suppose we could actually go there in Matthew. Um But he talks about, you know, the old way, uh, and if you have new wine, which he was talking about the new way of fasting, you put it in new wineskins so they don't blow up, right? Because the old way of fasting was like, a lot of it had to do with repentance and, you know, seeking God and humbling yourself, you know, to bow your head like a reed, like it says here in Isaiah 58, is this a fast you, uh, blah, 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 is this a kind of fast I have chosen, this is verse 5, only a day for a man to humble himself. It's like, no, he chose fasting in the new covenant, right? He uses it as a way to break off oppression, to loosen the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, right? Um, And something I find really interesting about this is even biologically, fasting is proven to reset you kind of in a way like, uh, like it just it recenters the chemicals in your brain. Actually, you get a wicked headache if you have uh, uh, any kind of caffeine addiction or like um, actually most people have a sugar addiction that they're not aware of. It's not like a, um, uh, you know, really bad like heroin style, but but you, you're like part of the headache you feel, like obviously you will have a caffeine headache if you drink coffee, but even if you don't drink coffee and you start fasting, after about two days you will get this weird kind of headache at the base of your head or um or kind of like back middle part of your head. And that's actually from not having sugar <laughs> and your brain's like, What are we doing? I don't have any glucose to use expendably all the time. This hurts. Why, why, why? Um, but anyway, so you suffer a little bit from the chemicals in your brain being all choked out that they're not readily available all the time And then, and then you have a reset Like your body's like, oh, oh, uh, this is what's important Breathing is important, water is important, and then food is important And, uh, and we, I think sometimes we forget that. So even medically, it's proven that if you water fast for three or four days, you're going to pretty well get rid of any addiction that your body has. So anything that your body's dependent on, it will be reset. And that goes for things as well, like, uh, pornography and TV, uh, as well, because a lot of times, you know, when you fast, uh, you want to distract yourself. I found, oh man, in my journeys in fasting, Um, distracting myself has, you know, it's something you have to really fight against and focus on. Uh, it's like I, you know, what happens when I fast? It's actually pretty hilarious. I want to watch like different how to make food videos on YouTube. That's like my one go-to comfort thing. I'm like, I just want to watch binging with Babish. Shout out to that YouTube channel. That's a sweet YouTube channel, but. It's not good to watch when you're fasting, but that's what my flesh wants, right? Like that's what your body wants. And what you're doing is you're breaking off yokes. So you're actually saying, no body, you don't get to tell me what to do or how to feel. And you're, you're practicing faith in God, that God will sustain you, that, you know, you're made righteous through Christ and that this is an opportunity to submit your body to him, especially when Holy Spirit is the one that is asking you to do it. And, um and really seek after God and and just love on Jesus and worship Him and appreciate the opportunity that God's given you to um, to experience his goodness in the self-control that he's going to grow you in in that place um, And so your heart has to be in the right place with fasting. Uh, you can't, So we're going to go over kind of methodology and mindsets, because I've heard a lot of different mindsets, you know, Uh, there's a lot of like, I'm going to fast to get God to do something. That's actually something I hear a lot. And fun fact, you cannot get God to do anything. There's no formula for it. Now you can ask, it says with, with thanks, you know, prayer and thanksgiving, submit your requests to God. But you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, get whatever you want just because, well, I didn't eat, man. And that's what it says, you know, just like seek after God and don't eat. And I heard one guy say it on a podcast or a sermon one time that, you know, if you fast, God will give you whatever you want, like a million dollars. whatever. No, 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 no. Wrong heart to have it in. Fasting is an opportunity to tune your ear to what God's saying. It's like, if you realize that you are in bondage to something like sugar or whatever, you can fast sugar. So you just say, no, I'm not going to have sugar anymore. You still have food or whatever. But you're like, I'm going to only eat complex carbohydrates. No simple carbs for me for the next little while. A simple carb is like a sugar. Like it doesn't matter. Whatever. You, you'll you learn about it as you carry on in your journey in life. But but um, like a complex carb would be like a potato or Oatmeal, oatmeal is a complex carb. It just it takes a long time for your body to break that down into usable glucose versus uh, like immediately available, like pair bonded, like glucose fructose or glucose glucose or uh, yeah, any of those sugars that are immediately available. Anyway, I'm getting off on a side note here, but your your fasting isn't to come out of a place of trying to make God do anything. That's not what it is. When Holy Spirit is telling you to fast, it could be for a reason, like to pray, to tune up your ear, to intercede more, but usually it's for you. Usually he's telling you to do it because there's something, there's some good thing that he wants to do in you and in your heart. Now, another thing about fasting is when God asks you to do a fast, usually he's going to ask and then you, you can test the spirits, you know, see if it's him. And then and then you really won't hear anything again, <laughs> typically. Like, you'll start fasting, and then it's just obedience and faith that you heard God. And it says in the Bible, you know, that he, we, we come to Him through faith and believing that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. And if nothing happens on that fast, and by nothing happening, I mean, you know, some people want the clouds to part and to have an open vision and have something crazy happen. That's not a bad, you know, bad thing to kind of desire that stuff, but it's to have that expectation that because you are fasting, you're going to enter this super, holy, unattainable travel to the third heaven place. That's not the correct mindset either. You're, You're fasting in obedience and out of that place, you know, out of that heart of thankfulness for the opportunity to practice this thing, to use this tool that he's given us in this life, then, you know, you're worshiping and you're being intentional with your time. And you can, this is another point about fasting. You don't have to fast uh, all food. Like, it's not, not really fasting if you're just fasting one food. So I'm, I'm big on that. Fasting can only be related to food. Um, I don't think you can fast. I know, I know a lot of people like, uh, uh, uh this is, I'm probably going to get some hate mail or whatever, but you can't fast social media. Like G- when it says like Jesus went into the wilderness and fasted, like he didn't have an iPhone. He wasn't like, Oh, I'm just, I'm taking away my social media, but I'm still going to eat whatever unleavened bread or whatever they're busy eating back in those days. No, like you can't fast. That's Lent, like that's like giving something up, right? Which is good. Sometimes we all need to get off of our phones and social media and whatever. I personally don't have social media just because I waste way too much time and I have the brain of a small squirrel. So I'm just like, oh, look, bright, shiny pictures. And I look at knives and guns and bows all the time and I need to get over that. So I don't have social media, not because I think I'm better than anyone, but just because for my brain, it's not good. And. And, but you, you that's not a fast. That's Lent. That's giving something up for the purpose of seeking God or giving that time to God. But fasting is food. So God could ask you to fast. There's all kinds of different ways you can fast, right? But it's based on listening to the Holy Spirit. So if, if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and you don't um, know how to hear from Him, Uh, First off, my recommendation is stop believing that you can't hear from Him, and uh, secondly, read your Bible, because that's the way to hear from God the most clearly. Um, and you're only ever going to be able to hear, uh, things on top of the truth that's already planted in your heart. So once you have the Bible in your heart, once you have the word of God in you, it's alive and active. So it might be the thing that you have come up in your head, which for me is often what happens. But when you have like auxiliary specific things like God's like, go on a fast of oatmeal and raisins or whatever. Um, and so you go on a fast and only eat oatmeal and raisins for, I don't know, three days or let's just say three days because whatever. And it's very bland and it's a very simple meal, but you dedicate the extra time that you're not spending cooking um, or you know, snacking to seeking after God and just loving on Jesus and putting that time into worshiping and, and loving him and thanking him for the opportunity to obey him and then obeying him in faith, even if you hear nothing else and, and seeing that fruit will come after it will come in the end. It will come after the fast. Um, you, you need to, to be able to hear him and then trust that it's, It's a fast unto the Lord in whatever it is. So if God tells you, hey, I want you to stop eating pomegranates for the next 10 days, but you love pomegranates. Well, probably there's a reason he's telling you to stop eating pomegranates for 10 days and there's going to be something that comes out of it. Whether you feel it or not doesn't matter. Your feelings don't matter. What you experience in the natural doesn't matter. It's faith. The faith of acting Um, in obedience towards God and saying like, okay, I'll just stop eating that. That is, that's a lot of what you get out of fasting. It's just obedience and faith and trusting that God's doing things behind the scene, scene when you can't see things. I've gone on fasts where literally nothing has changed and maybe I've even felt like I had less open communication with Holy Spirit. Like it just felt like very quiet and very still. And I was seeking God for literal hours a day and just nothing. But then afterwards, I suddenly realized like I am infinitely more patient or I suddenly have way less uh, anger in my life or, oh, wow, I have a lot more gentleness towards people and something, some sort of fruit has come out of it. And, you know, a lot of people do experience great things, but it's a it's part of a lifestyle thing. And fasting doesn't have to be long either. I just really want to clarify that. Like you don't have to go on a 40 day, you know, water fast to have fasted enough, quote unquote. Like you could not eat a meal for two hours. You know, if that's what God asks you to do, you could not eat uh, for 30 minutes, you know, you could push your dinner, uh, till eight o'clock instead of six o'clock so that you could spend an extra two hours in the word. Like that is fasting. And that's the attitude behind it is just obedience in what Holy Spirit's saying. And, and then in that place, growing in trust and realizing that he will sustain you and learning that your body will wants, like it says in Galatians, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. So we're learning to discern the spirit by kind of kicking our flesh in the teeth a little bit. And it's not, but it's not like suffering, like it's not like self-flagellation, flagellating, I I don't know how you would say that. But like where guys used to like whip themselves on the back and like cut their arms and stuff, like that's not what fasting is. Fasting is... It's having your heart before God in obedience and just taking that time and spending it with him and realizing that your body's not in control of your life. God is in control of your life. That's what it is. And that's why it's so helpful to believers. I, I personally, I'm not a big, I really don't like really long fasts. I've had God call me to a couple of pretty long ones. And it's not a comparison game, like I'm not going to uh, say time, like long to you might be 12 hours, you know, and long to somebody else might be two hours, I don't, I don't know, you know, like there's guys out there that have fasted, lots of people have done 40 day fasts, it's, um, it's very possible physiologically, but that doesn't matter, like it's whatever the spirit asks you to do, and, and whether it's a water fast, or he says just drink smoothies, or he says just eat, bread and butter, you know, prisoner diet for a little bit, (laughs) whatever, you know, it's, it's going to be learning to hear him and learning to obey him in, in what he's asking you to do and submitting your body to him. And it's part of that physical training. Um, I, I have gotten into the habit because my job has gotten progressively less and less physical over the last little while. Uh, I used to have to eat like a ton. But as I've gotten a little older and um, my metabolism has slowed down, I actually have stopped eating breakfast um, just because I have the capacity to to uh, like get fat now, basically. <laughs> and I, I never, had never had that before. But So for me, I do... I don't eat until 12, and I try, you know, I'm not perfect in it, but I try to, you know, commit that extra time in the morning that I'll have to just being with Jesus. And that, you know, that's, it's not like it's a long thing. I'm not always going on these long 10 20 30 day fasts i'm just it's a little bit of time committed and it's a little bit of submitting the flesh that allows me not to act out in hanger you know like oh i'm hungry and angry and 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 you know using the the flesh as an excuse for your actions instead your flesh is submitted to christ and and you're able to walk in purity and righteousness because you've been practicing obedience to Holy Spirit and submitting your body to Him. And that's just what it is. It's just this really simple thing that we're afraid of because it's kind of difficult, you know, especially if you've never done it. But and, And a lot of times you don't see the benefit while you're doing it. It only comes after. So in our immediate culture as well, I don't know why I'm going here. I just feel Holy Spirit's going here. But in our immediately gratifying culture where we can just, you know, at the click of a button, order takeout or or stream a movie, any movie we want from anywhere in the world at any time, we we don't see the value often in perseverance. And, and part of fasting is perseverance, like finishing the fast. When God asks you to do seven day and he only asks once and you're up in day five being like this is insane why am i doing this and then you're like trying to hear like can i break the fast now and you know you can hear all kinds of spirits being like oh yeah for sure go for it but you're but you're like no god told me clearly that i was supposed to do this for seven days and and so you just act in faith and you just keep going and drinking water and and sleeping because you'll sleep lots if you fast uh, and that's just how it is. Okay, so now we've talked about kind of the why and the attitude and the heart behind fasting. But now I want to talk about the how, because this is fairly important. There's not a lot of books on it. There, actually, you know what? There, There's a really good book. It's by, oh man, I can't remember. It's one of Brian Guerin's friends. Duh, Rats. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll remember the name eventually, but, but it's the cover of the book is a maze and it's, oh, it's Michael, oh, Michael, Michael Dow, I think. Yeah, it's by Michael Dow and it's on fasting. Anyway, it's great. It's a really good book. It gives practical advice and it it says a lot of the things I'm going to say. So if you're going to fast, you need to flush out your system. However, that looks, make sure you poop or whatever. Because if you fast for a long time and poop's still in your body, you're going to have a bad time. (laughs) Just trust me. I know that's like a horrible thing to say, but that's like a practical tip for longer fasts. Just make sure you get everything out of your system. And then for, um, For water fasting, you're going to need to drink a lot more water than you think, and you're not going to want, you're not going to be thirsty, but you need to drink water. And it's never going to feel like, once you start drinking water, like you've drank enough water. And that's just how it is. But I track how much water I'm taking in using Nalgene water bottles. So you can tr- see, you know, how many liters you're taking in. Like there's a one liter Nalgene water bottle. And so you just drink three of those a day. And then, you know, you're getting three liters of water a day. And it, it, that helps flush out your system. Um, if you fast for more than seven days, you're probably going to go into ketosis, which means the hunger will kind of go away. Uh, it doesn't, you know, like you kind of have memory hunger, but your body goes into ketosis. So it just starts burning fats instead of sugars. Um, But that's only if you water fast out past, especially if you've never done it before out past five to seven days is where your body will actually get into a state of ketosis. But before that, you're just going to feel hungry. It's not real hunger. It's not true hunger, but you're gonna uh, like feel kind of this you know, want to eat stomach, not hurting, but like rumbling feels really empty. That's just because your body's still burning the remaining sugars in your system. And it's using sugars uh, to keep going. So it's saying like, oh, I need more sugars because I need more fuel. And that's just, that's just how, how that works. Um, So if you If you read somebody's forum and they're like, oh, you won't even be hungry. It's like, well, that's a lie unless you're going out past five to seven days. Okay. And then once you're out past that point, if you're just uh, doing a water fast, this is mostly for water fasting. Anything else you're keeping your guts running, like you're keeping your little food processing factory running and, um, and you can kind of do, you can break the fast kind of however you want, but if you're just water fasting your guts are shutting down not in a bad way like your your kidneys are still filtering your blood and your liver still taking stuff out and it's like you're still fine you're going to live but i just mean like there's less blood flow going to your intestines and to your stomach and and your body's needs to wake up so if you fast out past 7 days really slowly introduce food and it's going to be really hard to really slowly introduce food but You're going to want to start with something like a melon, like cantaloupe or honeydew uh, or watermelon, Um, especially if you go past 10 days that like melons like the way to go. It's like the way of the future. Uh, And then and then you kind of expand your stomach from there really slowly whatever you feel comfortable but it's going to be really hard to have self control cuz your body your guts will wake up and they'll be like I'm so hungry and you're going to want you're going to want all of the food all of the everything um so but just be slow just be really 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 slow and really calculated with what you eat after you fast trust me i've made the mistake of gorging myself on delicious foods and i regretted it and it hurt and don't do it yeah self-control is a fruit of the spirit that you're supposed to get after fasting. Um, for prolonging the fast, uh, I mean, it's something that you do. You kind of build build it up like a muscle, sort of, uh, especially mentally. Like, the battle of fasting is mostly mental. Every person on God's green earth, besides a very f- select number of chronically anemic and... Uh, people with specific genetic conditions almost everyone can go three weeks without food that's kind of the base number so 21 days is as long as probably everyone in the world who is a reasonably healthy person can go without food and it won't kill you and it won't do any harm but there's something when you go out past a certain amount of time once your body completely runs out of fat and other things to eat it's going to start to eat your organs. And that is when you will experience something called true hunger that is a burning in the back of your throat. And if you don't eat at that point, you are going to do yourself physical harm. So if you feel that, you need to eat. That is just the end of the discussion. Uh, If you're in faith and relationship with Holy Spirit and you hear, you know, you hear otherwise or whatever, like, that's your discretion, but if you experience true hunger at any point, you need to eat. Um, you will do permanent damage to your internal organs if you don't. Um, uh, that That's pretty much all the medicalness. As for, like, uh, ways to persevere when you're fasting, you... You gotta realize, and something that I've realized after, you know, fasting and then failing some fasts, cause that's gonna happen. Uh, it doesn't have to, you know. And in Jesus' name, you'll have the perseverance. But, but y- the food's never gonna taste as good after you've had that first bite of whatever it is. Like this one fast I was on, I really I wanted a hot dog so bad I can't even tell you. It was like the ri- most ridiculous. <laughs> thing to want but that's what I wanted and then I had a hot dog I think I broke my fast like early it's supposed to be a longer time and I just I was like oh no it's fine now and after I had the first bite I was like you know that wasn't as good as as my time with Jesus was and I definitely could have waited and had that hot dog waiting for me so just know that the food's never gonna be as amazing as you think it is It's a trick your brain's playing on you. Uh, And then my other recommendation, well, you know, I don't think I have any other recommendations. I think I just feel like I should pray and then kind of close out. So, Jesus, thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you speak to each and every person that's listening to this podcast Thank you that you are the one who's going to guide us on this journey of how to fast in the proper heart and spirit. Thank you for your word that guides us into all truth. Thank you, Spirit, that you are faithful. Thank you, God, that you are you are good and you have good things in store for us and that you've given us the tools to follow you and that you've empowered us through your sacrifice to walk in righteousness that you've bestowed on us as a great, great gift. Uh, We worship you, we honor you, and I pray that you, Holy Spirit, would show each individual what they need to do uh, in regards to fasting and how they should go about it. Thank you for giving us the character uh, and the grace, the supernatural empowerment of you, Holy Spirit, to walk this out in Jesus' name. Okay, well, that's, that's it for today. Uh, i hope this is helpful to someone i think i feel like i say that every podcast but you know there's some uncertainty you just say things uh, and and hope that the spirit spirit speaks um, through what you say so that's what i hope for you have a great evening afternoon morning whatever time you happen to be listening to this uh, god bless you and we will talk to you next time bye